Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Wednesday, September the 11th, 2019. Hi, I'm Tom Campbell. This is your Cultaholic Daily News Podcast. Coming up, why the fiend only turned up when the cameras went off. Talk about that in a minute. Plus, which major WWE superstar may be on the shelf for a little while. And... The biggest tour in the country this year. Forget about the Rolling Stones. Ric Flair is playing hype man. Find out who for at the end of the podcast. So the last match on the SmackDown show last night was a dark match pitting Curtis Axel and Bo Dallas against The Fiend. I know. The live crowd were told about this match during a commercial break on SmackDown. We had 205 Live, and then it went exactly as you would imagine it would go. Spooky entrance, destruction, mandible claw, one, two, three. This is significant for a couple of reasons. This is the second outing for The Fiend since his debut at SummerSlam. And it's one of the very few interactions we've seen between the Rotunda brothers, Bo Dallas and Bray Wyatt. IRS will have been watching on proudly somewhere, I'm sure. But the whole ploy with this was an attempt to keep the SmackDown crowd there and lively during 205 Live. Because anybody that's watched 205 Live lately will know that, oh, that's a... That's a tough crowd to play towards, isn't it? That's a really tough crowd. There's been so many times where they've panned the arena for during 205 Live and you just see empty seats. So by announcing during SmackDown's commercial break, when the TV cameras are off, that The Fiend is coming up, you're going to keep people there. You're going to have a higher retention of people in the venue. It seems so sad that we're at this point where you have to play this jiggery-pokery to keep people locked in to the shows. I'm sure we never used to do this in the 80s. Anyway, and obviously a big part of SmackDown last night was the uh, the appearance of The Undertaker and a lot of the rumour and innuendo 
was that this was the night The Fiend was going to attack The Undertaker, which didn't happen. But of course, WWE never said it was going to happen. They never intimated it would happen. It was just a belief that it would happen. So I guess by putting The Fiend in a dark match, you are sort of placating the rumor mill a little bit. And you're placating the fans that came there, hoping to see a moment between The Undertaker and The Fiend that we didn't get. Instead, we got The Undertaker interacting with Sami Zayn. Seemed a bit pointless. It's a shame, but hey, I don't know. Either way, uh, you can watch some bits from The Fiend's match at the end of SmackDown on Twitter and on YouTube. There's there's camera footage that's been uploaded, and it's the, the full whack entrance. And uh, do you know what? A lot of cheering for The Fiend. I'm, I'm nervous. They're going to turn him babyface. Chad Gable earned his opportunity to get to this point, to get to the semifinals, and Shane McMahon, the best in the world, inserts himself. Zane's got the trophy to prove it. Let's be honest, he did the best in the world tournament the exact same way. Let's be honest, we are in Madison Square Garden. The house the McMahon oh, made famous. Also on SmackDown last night, Shane McMahon replaced Elias in the King of the Rings semi-final. Turns out this was not a storyline-driven element. Elias is indeed actually injured. Reports are that Elias has an ankle injury and we don't quite know how long he's going to be away for at this point. So SmackDown was rewritten as a result of this. Uh, One suggestion to get over the fact that Elias couldn't compete was to have a battle royal at the start of SmackDown with the winner facing Chad Gable in the main event. Uh, Vince McMahon kiboshed that idea and actually made the call just to put Shane McMahon directly into the match, which actually is in keeping with the the vitriolic hatred that people have for Shane McMahon. I think as soon as Elias was reported injured, everybody kind of went, oh, Shane McMahon. Shane McMahon's winning King of the Ring. Shane McMahon's winning the King of the Ring. But of course, that didn't even happen either. I know. Full rundown of what did go down on SmackDown later today with Mr. Pachiti, who will bring you SmackDown graded on the Cultaholic YouTube channel. Meanwhile, at AEW, it's estimated that All Out did about 100,000 buys, which is great, but it is a 10% or so drop from Double or Nothing. Dave Meltzer reported this on Wrestling Observer Radio, saying that whilst the US number was down, the UK number was up, which sort of boosted it overall. However, the pay-per-view is more expensive stateside than it is in the UK, so it means that that'll affect the revenue for AEW, which is quite unfortunate. Obviously, now we are building towards full gear. We're hoping it's not like a downward trend. It's one of those things where, obviously, when All In sold out in seconds, when Double or Nothing sold out in seconds, because probably we didn't know we would get much of it again. It's going to be a weekly thing. We know that for a fact. If it's going to be a weekly thing with monthly shows, we may see the number drop down a little bit and sort of find a nice happy groove. I can't imagine it would stay at sort of all in double or nothing numbers forever. Staying with AEW, a number of talents who are now contracted full time to AEW are closing their independent commitments over the next couple of weeks. This is according to Mike Johnson of PW Insider. In fact, Game Changer Wrestling are holding a curtain call event for Joey Janela, which is really sweet. On the 30th of September, it's sort of a going away party for Joey Janela, which I really like. Check your local dates for your local independent shows because whoever's booked for shows after October you can pretty much guarantee aren't going to be surprise secret signings for AEW. 
Kofi Kingston was interviewed by Wrestling News and asked who he'd like to face from NXT. Kofi said he couldn't pick just one, but he name-dropped Adam Cole, Velveteen Dream, and Tommaso Ciampa as three that he would love to compete against. NXT on USA starting up in a few short weeks' time, and there are lots of rumblings of things they're going to do to really set that show alight. Kofi Adam Cole, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. According to Fightful, Samoa Joe, Carmella, EC3 and Heath Slater have appeared on WWE's internal injury slash inactive list. Carmella's been away recovering from an undisclosed health scare, which we talked about on the podcast a short while ago. Uh, Samoa Joe competed on Raw on Monday, which is strange. So either he's been re-injured or this list hasn't been updated. EC3 and Heath Slater are also awaiting on a return date following medical evaluation. We send our best to former WWF Tag Team Champion Brian Nobbs, currently in hospital expecting a knee replacement. Nobbs suffered an infection in his knee that's unfortunately led to quite a drastic bit of surgery. Brian Nobbs, of course, won half of the Nasty Boys with Jerry Sags, former WWF and WCW Tag Team Champions. A GoFundMe has been set up to help Brian Nobbs cover his medical costs as well. So we send our love to Brian Nobbs. Right, lads, when, when's the King of the Ring final happening? There was some confusion last night on SmackDown. Originally, we thought we would see the final at Clash of Champions, which is this Sunday. However, a graphic at the end of SmackDown last night advertised Chad Cable versus Baron Corbin taking place on Raw next Monday. Now, to add to the confusion, WWE put out a tweet that said, Chad Gable advances to the King of the Ring finals at Clash of Champions this Sunday. I have seen that this tweet has since been deleted. So looks like the King of the Ring finals has unfortunately been bumped off the pay-per-view, which is such a shame because that would have been a great showcase for Chad Gable on the pay-per-view. But either way, it looks like now, unless I hear otherwise, we're getting the King of the Ring finals on Monday Night Raw instead. And Tamina has been given the all clear to get back in the ring. She suffered a concussion and was knocked out during a women's tag match a few months back in Maine. WWE are very careful when it comes to concussions these days, and rightly so. And a strict evaluation means that she's been cleared to return to TV. Her tag partner Nia Jax, though, still has no confirmed release date, so I doubt they'll be rushing Tamina back on TV. They'll probably wait for Nia to come back and then bring them back in together as, like, the absolute units of the women's tag team division. And finally, the Hella Mega Stadium Tour is coming in 2020. If you're looking for a crossover more ambitious than Avengers Infinity War, how about Green Day, Weezer and Fallout Boy? They're going on tour together and they put out a video to hype the tour and they found themselves quite the hype man. Also just signed a deal for Adidas. He's been a 
busy boy lately. That'll do it for today on the Cultaholic Daily News podcast. Coming up on the YouTube channel today, obviously Smackdown Graded with Mr. Pachiti. If you missed the show last night, Adam's going to break down the entire thing for you as we go along. And later on today on the Cultaholic podcast feed, a brand new episode of Desert Island Graps featuring the voice of ICW, Billy Kirkwood. We had an incredible chat about pretty much everything to do with wrestling and Peppa Pig got a bit of a kick in as well at some point as well. You'll hear that later on on the podcast feed here at Cultaholic. I will speak to you tomorrow. Don't forget to join us. I love you. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Cultaholic.